the police officer like just points Trav to pull into the the parking lot of a post office or something and he comes over and he's like okay you are speeding you can pay right now and if you pay in cash the ticket will only be half the price it'll be he's half like if you pay price. right now and in cash the ticket will be half the price so it was very clearly a speed trap what wasn't clear was whether it was actually the police <laughs> or whether it was a few dudes who like bought knockoff police outfits i don't know if we <laughs> if we paid a bribe i like to believe that it wasn't the police and it was just some I'm sure really enterprising entrepreneurs <laughs> who are like i'm gonna make money and pull people over because they can't get around us and uh i'm gonna take their money the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 411. There are a lot of cool U.S. state flags. Personally, I really love South Carolina's. But only one state flag has a different design on the front and the back. Any idea what state that is? Take a guess and I'll let you know at the end of the show. I'm super excited to have Chase as the sponsor of today's show because if you've been following us for any length of time, you know that Chase has been my favorite credit card company ever since I started learning how to use travel rewards points way back in 2011. The Chase card that I've recommended for beginners just getting started has been the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. It's been that way for years and it's still my favorite card for beginners. The best part about the Chase Sapphire Preferred card is that it earns you Chase Ultimate Rewards points, which you can transfer to a host of great partners like United, Southwest, and Hyatt, or you can use directly through Chase Ultimate Rewards and book any flight, hotel, or car rental with no blackout dates. It's an absolute no-brainer. If you're looking to get started in earning travel rewards points, the Chase Sapphire Preferred is the card you need to get. To check out more information on all the great perks of the Sapphire Preferred Card, plus the other great offerings from Chase, you can go to creditcards.com slash epop and see all of my favorites. To be totally transparent, we do receive compensation from Chase as a sponsor, but all these opinions are my opinions only, and you know I'd only ever recommend something that I absolutely love and use myself, like Chase. So head on over to creditcards.com slash epop and see all of my favorites. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who said to me, yeah, it's a two cup of coffee kind of day today. My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Uh, yeah, it certainly is because I was up a lot in the night since we have a five-month-old beautiful little girl, and then up very early because we have a beautiful two-year-old who really wanted to see mommy this morning, so I was not able to sleep in. But that's okay because we've got coffee. 
you've got coffee. There were actually on our desk up here as we're recording, there were three different cups of coffee from various <laughs> days. Obviously, I don't drink coffee. So uh, yeah, you've been you've been hitting the coffee. But for you, it's usually you usually drink one cup of coffee. And so for you to say, oh yeah, it's a two cup of coffee day, I was like, all right. But that's good because it means you're pepped up, that's you're right. excited, and I'm we are on part eight of our eight-part, obviously, year 2019 year in review. And today, we're talking about our best experiences. And so this runs a gamut. What's kind of fun about this is if you've listened to the other seven parts, A, thank you. You're awesome. Uh, you're you're one of our true blue... I don't know how to say true blue, but you're one of our true fans. We really, truly appreciate that. And you will have heard what's kind of cool and why we keep the experiences, the overall experiences at the end is you will have heard bits and pieces of some of these stories, but now we're wrapping it all up in a bow and saying, all right, what were those best overall experiences? And for me, Hat, that means like, what is the thing that you're always going to remember? Like, what is that thing that just sits in your soul and that you're, you know, you're not going to ever forget? So yeah. And I have to say that you were deliberating, it seems. You said that you had a hard time with your top four. I might even switch as we go. I have them ranked, but it might be an on-the-fly decision, depending how things go. Well, mine are locked in. I did this, I think, even one to two weeks ago, and I wrote them all out. And looking back on them, they're still solid. My top 10 in the order that they are, for whatever reason I did it originally, still hits home with me. So I am ready and solid with all my right, you're solid. Yeah, mine seem a bit more, I, I don't know what the word is. I said to you, they seem weird, like not in a bad way, but they're, they are all over the map. I think the difference is that as I look at these, there is a, there, even though they seem all, they are all over the map geographically, but also in the type of experience. As I look through though, a lot of it comes down and I think the theme would be just times when I was able to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just going over our list, it really comes out in our both of our personalities, right? Because Trav is all often very scattered and indecisive. And so I feel like when we're encapsulating our whole year in a list of top 10, of course, you would be deliberating still on your choices. Whereas I'm more of that stable, solid person. Like, this is what we're doing. This, These are my choices. I will not waver. <laughs> yeah, you make a decision and... And there you and go. That's it. Um, so it is funny just how that kind of correlates to our personalities, even. It is. All right, let's dive into it. We each have 10. So we'll be going through 20 experience 20 experiences. Some might overlap a little bit or be, you know, be similar. But I do have one honorable mention because I had 10 originally and then I added one. Um, so it bumped another one off the list. Mm. So now we're at honorable mention. And I'll just briefly uh, hit on this. And that is the fact, the time that we went with the extra pack of peanuts team and we brought them in down, um, out to Philly to hang out with us and spend some time here and do some, uh, work together. And we took them out to a really nice dinner at a place called Soraya. So our Soraya dinner with our team is my honorable mention. Fair enough. And that could be my honorable mention too, because that was an incredible evening. So much fun. And we look forward to doing another team retreat in 2020. So that was that was definitely a great time. And that is on our Best Meals podcast. So if you haven't oh, yeah. listened to that, go check out the Best Meals. Uh, Soraya is an incredible restaurant in Philly, and it was one of our Best Meals of 2019. 
Awesome. My number 10 is something that I alluded to in one of our other podcasts when we were talking about our best flights. And Trav said, a flight is on your top 10 experience. Spoiler alert, a flight is not on my top 10. (laughs) So my top 10, my, my number 10 is the last flight that we took before I had Hadley. And that was the overnight flight from Portland to Philadelphia. And here's why. This might seem a little silly, but if you've ever been seven months pregnant while also having a 20-month-old child and flying with them, you will understand why this was one of my best experiences. This is why. Knowing I wouldn't have to fly again for a long time and spending the rest of the summer at home. When we got home from that flight, I was just like, Oh, we did it. We got through all of our travel before we had, you know, our second child. We did a lot of traveling in the the first seven months of six months of our year. And being pregnant through all of that was a little challenging. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad that we did it. But when we got home, I just felt this huge rush of relief knowing that, you know, that flight was pretty good. It was overnight. We all slept. So we're ending on a high note and... That's it for a couple months. Yeah. And sometimes it's something that you might be dreading that then turns out way better than you thought. Like, for example, this flight could have been awful. So not only did you have the benefit of, all right, I'm not going to be flying for a few months. I'm excited to be home, which you are more of a homebody, as we found out in the stats. And just, you know, you will say that outright. But it was also the fact that the flight was could have been awful and was not. And sometimes that's what it is, like something you're not looking forward to that ends up being way less awful than you think. So, all right, you're number 10. Yeah, so that one's a little bit of a funky one, but you know, it meant something to me. (laughs) That's what this is about. That's why when I said some of mine were weird, and I'll give you my number 10, that you would think, oh, why is this on the list? But I'm going to explain it. My number 10 is I took a day to drive up to South Kent, Connecticut. I went. This is on your top 10 I drove up to South Kent, Connecticut, went to a place called Club Getaway and booked that for our Camp Indy experience. So we were looking for places to hold Camp Indy and I wanted to go see this camp in my with my own two eyes. So I took wit. Because again, this is when I was very pregnant and we had gotten home from that flight and I was like, no, I'm not spending three hours, seven hours total. Right. It was three and a half hours each way. In one day in the car. No, thank you. I (laughs) in the car. I drove up to an area I had never been before. It was a gorgeous day. It was just me and him. That was one of the reasons it's one of my top experiences. Like, you know, he was in the back of the car watching bubble guppies for three and a half hours. But it was me and him on an adventure, even if he's not going to remember it. And we went up and we walked around the camp and we had a fantastic time. And we rode so on cute. golf carts and we got to see the camp. And it, again, a gorgeous day out. And I thought, this is where we're holding our first camp. And this is going to be amazing. So I wrote a really big check, probably the biggest check I've ever written to put the deposit down for that camp. And it was just and then we got in the car we drove back. We stopped at the uh, Hudson Valley Brewing. Whit and I had a, uh, well, I had a few beers. He had some popcorn, had a little <laughs> bit of Thai food from the stand that was there. And it was just one of those days that I'll always remember. And, uh, you know, we haven't even had Camp Indy yet. If you, if you want to come, if you're interested in our adult summer camp, you got to check it out. It's going to be fantastic. It's June 12th through the 14th, 2020. And that is campindie.com. I-N-D-I-E.com. But 
that will always be the first, like anytime we look back at camp, you know, that's even if we do camp memory. for 10 years, yeah. it will say, that's my first memory of even before we had our first camp, me going with wit, wow. signing the papers. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm surprised that's only number 10. I feel like that should have been higher. It, it could be, I mean, it was just, it was a great day. Yeah, that's it awesome. Was, and it was all encapsulated one little day that, again, was a thing that was just spur of the moment. It mm-hmm. wasn't this crazy, huge, exotic trip. It was just some space to slow down and do something different. And uh, it was incredible. That's awesome. Well, my number nine is a day that we had in Colorado. And this was also not, you know, something that was just so remarkable that I'll remember it forever because it was exotic. It was just one day where we decided to drive through Rocky Mountain National Park. And it started out a little bit chilly, but by the afternoon, it was literally 60 degrees and sunny. And We've been in Rocky Mountain National Park before, but we'd been doing a lot of work. We, we house sat in, in Colorado for about three weeks. In Boulder, yep. In Boulder. And we'd been doing a lot of work, especially Trav. And this was just a day that we took just Trav, me, and Wit. And we drove up there and Wit was sleeping in the car for most of it, which was nice because he had his nice long nap and we got to just talk and look at the beautiful scenery and then we got back into boulder we woke up we went to a playground jason from zero to travel met us you know with his wife ad and their two kids and we just played outside and it was this gorgeous day that felt like spring and it was in march you know so it was just a highlight of that trip for me yeah i i'm going to just throw it out there as like an overall thing i didn't put the house sitting in colorado on my list at all but that you know, because it was a huge long, you know, you said it was like almost like four weeks that we were there, but that was a really neat experience of 2019 for me overall. Like I just enjoyed mm-hmm. the whole time. I know you didn't as much because you didn't have family around and, you know, obviously you're watching some of the kids while I was working quite a bit, but that was overall just a really neat experience that goes with our kind of the mantra and the way that our travel is changing of slowing down a bit, spending longer times in a place. And it, it kind of started to feel like home to me when we were there. And that was a, that was nice um, from getting up, taking the dogs out, going on hikes through the backwoods there, you know, even just like grocery shopping and getting that really, really, really good uh, Rice Krispie Treat. Rice Krispie Treat <laughs> from Sprouts Market. My number nine um, that should have been on my best desserts. That's Ooh, a good. That should have been on yours. You sprouts. love the rice krispie. That's crispy true. I treat. forgot all about it. Yeah, the brown sugar um, rice krispie treat from from Sprouts Market. My number nine was when we were up in Prince Edward County, Canada, Ontario, and it was the last day there, and we went to Long Dog Winery, and it was just a. We had been wanting to go to Long Dog Winery. It was a bit off the beaten path. We went on our last day. We had a pretty cool experience. Listen to our best wines episode. Uh, you'll hear all about that experience, but we were some good friends there. You know, I got to play bartender behind the bar a little bit. Pretty winery. Then we went out to have one last lunch with our friends before we pushed on um, and did a long drive to Burlington, Vermont, which actually that was not that fun, although it was okay, but it was a longer trip. But it was just, it was cool. It was fun. It was a good, it was a morning, right, of 
going to a winery, enjoying it, and then having a nice meal with friends. Yeah, and the foliage was gorgeous because to get to the winery, you know, it was about a 30 to 45 minute drive from our Airbnb. So we checked out of the Airbnb. We went to the winery and we actually stopped along the way because... And we have a really good picture that's been up on Instagram. That's one of the best pictures of us together. It really is because like the trees were just crazy gorgeous in full peak fall foliage. And, you know, we're just on this back road on this small island. And, you know, we just pulled over and stood in the middle of the road and got some pictures of the, of the beautiful trees. And yeah, though that was, you know, that was an amazing experience and some of the best wine we had all year. For sure. My number eight is another mention of Canada, but this time we're going all the way to the West Coast, to Victoria. We we love British Columbia. I think it's probably my favorite. It is my favorite province in Canada. I haven't been to every single one, but I've been to quite a few. And we just love British You've Columbia. You've never been to Saskatchewan. No, I haven't. And not. you've never been to any of the territories. I, I said that I hadn't been to no, all. No, I know. I'm just, okay. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> all right. You never know. Maybe never know. Saskatchewan's got your I, name you on it. You never know. Um, anyway, we love British Columbia, and we've been to Vancouver multiple times. We've been to Victoria multiple times, but this is the only trip we've spent about a week total just in Victoria, where we had we stayed with our friends for a few nights, and then we got an Airbnb for a few nights right in Victoria, there's in Fernwood. Just in, in the Fernwood area neighborhood. It's a gorgeous little city. I love it so much. It's so kid-friendly. There are so many playgrounds and parks. There's a free petting zoo. So I don't have a specific day. Like some of our memories are a specific day. But really, it was just our whole time there being with our friends, Courtney and Caleb and Crystal, and then even our our British friends, Maria and Martin. So these are all people that we taught English with in Japan um, 10 years ago this year. So we've known these people for 10 years. We live with them. And then we all got to have a, a little reunion in Victoria. So that was so special, just being with all of them, the cute places to eat. And also, I just felt the best um, with my pregnancy. Like it was, that was kind of like the, the, the end point where it was like, now I'm getting too pregnant to really be comfortable. So that was like the last trip where I was like, I feel good. And we're here with all of our friends. So it was just an awesome, awesome time. It comes down, I think, what as we talked about, and I kind of tried to do allude to in the beginning of the show was that the theme is that when we slow down and get to dive into a little bit, you know, even if it's not, a, there are specific moments in here mm -hmm. and, and specific days. And I actually have a specific situation in Victoria, which I'm going to bring up. <laughs> but so there are there are some specific things at times, but there also when we get to have multiple, yeah, like a week somewhere or three weeks in Colorado, some days might be better than other, but it's just a general feeling of, hey, this was nice because it was relaxed and it wasn't so rushed. Right. And so that can be really nice. My number eight, it just snuck in here. And this was our New Year's Eve wedding. Wow. So the very last day of 2019, we went to a New Year's Eve wedding. And I would say that to be completely fair, up until midnight was the best part. <laughs> so the 2019 part yeah, was not fun. Was no the 2019 the part, part. Yeah, the 2020 was part was not amazing. The 2020 part when we tried to get an Uber and realized Ubers in some kind of rural area in New Jersey on New Year's Eve are not that plentiful, and we had to wait for like an hour and a half. That wasn't so fun. But the 2019 part up until midnight, it was just a really fun time. Bunch of our college friends. 
it was at the one house of my college roommate, which we had n- didn't know what to expect. We hadn't been to a house wedding before. Uh, we had never been to his house, so we didn't know what it even looked like. We had been to his old house and kind of thought, well, if it was a, something like this, like this would just be hard. It wasn't, you know, it just wasn't that big. Um, blown away by how amazing the whole thing was. He had his daughter, his little daughter, offic- uh, be the officiant of the ceremony. So she's it was 10. Adorable. That was cute. And just a really nice, intimate, fun time where we got to spend time with eight to 10, 12 people from, from college that we don't get to see that much. And everyone, you know, just got to have a good time. Most of them have of us have kids now. None of the kids were there. So we actually got to have real conversations. Just a blown away by how much fun we had at that wedding. It was a lot of fun. And I mean, how much, like, did you really think you had that much fun in Turnersville, New Jersey? <laughs> Apparently you can. You can. Or Blackwood, New Jersey, sorry. My number seven is the trip that we took all the way back in February to Tarpon Springs, Florida. So before we took this trip, I feel as though Trav had this idea of Florida as being kind of a lame destination. I didn't and kind of have that idea. I did have you that You did idea. have that I idea. I explicitly said, this is lame. This is lame. Even though people from all over the world go to Florida for vacation because it's an incredible state. And I'm not even talking about the whole Disney World part of it. I'm talking about the beach part of it. We went to the Gulf Coast for the first time in February. We loved it so much we went back in December. But the first trip that we took, we were in Tarpon Springs, which is a little teeny tiny town right outside of Tampa. And we got an Airbnb there for about 10 days. And we just loved it. The beaches there are great. The town is very cute. We went to some other towns, beach towns along the coast, you know, going all the way down into Clearwater, which was one, voted one of the best beaches in America for its super soft sand and beautiful water. And it's just, it was an amazing, amazing trip. I loved it. I, I did too. I, I would love, I loved waking up in the morning. We were there in February and putting shorts on and going for a walk with Wit and then hitting the beach and just hanging out at the beach. We had, uh, you know, we rented a house with, with Jason AD from Zero to Travel. Our friend Vanessa came down. Uh, our other friend Tiff and Chris and their daughter came down. So it was a good, again, 10 days in one place. You didn't have to feel like it was a sprint. You know, certainly 10 days isn't that long, but we got to do everything we wanted. You could take a day and just go wander around town and not feel like, oh my gosh, I have to see everything or I always have to be doing something. It, it could be just being there, which mm-hmm. was nice. So I'm with you. That it totally 100% flipped my opinion on Florida 180 degrees to the point that now. Uh, you'll see this come up on my list later, and we've talked about it at the um, in the other year interview podcast. I mean, I would live in Florida, in specific areas of Florida. I just loved it that much. Yeah, so, it, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. Great memories there. And my number seven is taking it back to Victoria, British Columbia, and specifically. <laughs> so I do have a specific part of this: Alexander Park, a small little one block park in Victoria, in the Fernwood neighborhood right behind the house that our friends were living in that we stayed in for a few days. And then right across the street, then we moved to an Airbnb that was a few blocks away. And so what I specifically, again, this this hits home and hammers home my point of just getting to be and relaxing. This encapsulates it perfectly. I just loved, this park was beautiful. 
They had swings, they had playgrounds, they had sand pits, and anytime Wit wanted, you know, was fussing, I would just pick him up. We'd walk the half a block to a park. We'd sit there. He'd play. I'd play with him. There'd be other kids there. I met other parents. It felt, it was just so blissful. Yeah, it felt like community. And, you know, when you're traveling with kids, you need to find these outlets that are enjoyable for the kids, too. It can't just be all fun adult time. You know, it has to be activities that they will enjoy. So having a playground or a park, some activity that's that close to where you're staying is just incredible because it's so simple and easy to just walk out the door and then they have some time where they can just expend energy, which makes everybody's day much, much better. Yeah. And it was just, it's the simple things in life there. And it just felt, I mean, I enjoyed my whole time in Victoria. I'd grab the bike, I'd bike around, I'd go on bike rides by myself. But the thing that will stick with me forever is just getting to walk, you know, that little two-year-old boy getting to walk with him in the park and how much he loved it. And he'd just be like, park, park. And he knew, you know, he he could show me after we went twice, he knew the way, like he yeah. knew where to turn. You know, there's always a soccer ball out at the one house that mm-hmm. we walked by. And, <laughs> you know, he always wanted to grab that soccer ball. I had to tell him no, it was someone else's. Like, just really good memories. Yeah, there. and I'm already nostalgic about that whole time because our good friends, Courtney and Caleb, are no longer going to be living in Victoria. They're still going to be on Vancouver Island, but they're living about an hour north of there. So we we might not spend that much time just in Victoria again. I mean, unless it's something that we decide to do, but... Yeah, it makes me sad. Uh, yeah. I want to spend more time <laughs> at Alexander Park. Yeah, it's it's uh, Victoria is just a beautiful, a beautiful city. Beautiful. Okay, so we are on to my number six, which is another <laughs> beach time. I have a lot of beaches good. on my good. best That means it's a good year. Yeah, man, I love the beach so much. You know, we love the outdoors. We're not huge into hiking, although I do like it. I like to be near the mountains, but I'm much more a beach person. And you can still get exercise at the beach, especially if you have a toddler. However, my number six in Ocean City, New Jersey, one of the reasons it was so incredible and so relaxing is because I had our family around to help us with wit. So we did one week in Ocean City, New Jersey in a house with all of Travis' family. The first trip that we've done as a family, specifically like everyone in maybe maybe 25 years. Uh, yeah, we've never done it as long as I have been a part of the family and that has been going on, I don't even know, 14 years or something like that. So it went exceptionally well. It was very fun. It was relaxing. We were just a few minutes walk to the beach and everybody was so helpful with wit too, with me being, you know, eight and a half months pregnant. It was a little challenging to be going to and from the beach with wit and carrying all of our gear. So to have family around to help. And then I got to have breaks and also just be at the beach. Trav's parents, like if wit was napping, would stay at the house and I could just sit on the beach and read a book, which I mean, that's something super incredible when you're a mom that you don't get to do so much anymore. So That was a wonderful, wonderful time. So this was July 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did one week in Ocean City, New Jersey, and it was a very relaxing time and one that, as you mentioned, went way better than we thought. So when you bring a whole family together that maybe hasn't traveled, well, that has not traveled together or been together, 
you know, on a vacation for 25 years, you don't know how things are going to shape up. And uh, it, it, yeah, I think everyone would agree that it, it definitely went way better. And um, having a house, you know, a five minute walk to the beach and then also having a pool uh, in the middle of July, that was clutch. Yeah, for it sure. was it was a great great experience. So thank you to Travis' parents for putting that together. It was oh, I'm dreaming of it right now, sitting here in January, wishing that it was July and we were at the beach. So all right, so I'm going to give you my most exotic one now, probably the 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 most exotic one on the list, the most travely one on the list. Okay, I think, and this was the day that we had from driving from Lombarda, which is on the island of Corchula. To Dubrovnik. Okay, that's on my list just higher, but All right, we can just so talk about it no, now. No, we'll do it when it comes to your list. So okay. this was a specific day, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about why this day was such a good day um, when we get to it on Heather's list. But yes, this was the one that I had to add because as we were going through stuff like our Best Meals podcast, I thought, yep, if I had to boil down that trip, you know, we did a lot of traveling in those 10 days in Croatia and Sarajevo, and it was a fun trip. Mm-hmm. But it was way too go, go, go. Mm -hmm. This was the number one day of that trip for me. And it sounds like it was for you too. So that is my number six. Okay. My number five is... Another beach trip. This is our trip to Old Orchard Beach, Maine, which we have talked about. This This is on mine too. And I have a specific day. Okay. So mine was the whole trip, but mine, I mean, we we're only there for two days. So yeah, I guess. right, right, right. But well, it was I think it was three, three days, two nights. Yeah, and you know we've talked about it on this podcast, this series, you know, with the ice cream and the palace diner and all of that. So it was just the whole time we were there was incredible. My specific memory. Okay, so. It was when Trav and I got to sleep in. So we had. Hadley was two months old, so we are parents of a newborn. We have, uh, you know, what wasn't even two years old yet at this point. His birthday was coming right up. So for us sleeping in and sleeping at all, it was really not happening so much. But fortunately, we were with my mother, who is one of the most helpful humans on this planet. And Trav and I got to sleep in because Wit woke up probably early at like 7 a.m. My mom popped right up out of bed, grabbed Wit, took him downstairs and played with him. And so Trav and I just got to sleep in both of us together with Hadley, you know, cuddled up in my arms and the windows are open and it's really chilly because it's October in Maine and I think it was probably 50 degrees. But, you know, we were cuddled up under the blankets and the windows are open. You can just hear these huge waves just like crashing and crashing and crashing because the coast of Maine has amazing waves. It's not quite the same in Florida, even though we love the Gulf. You don't really get the crashing wave sound. And just being able to snuggle under the covers for the first time in months because we had a newborn was something I will never forget. (laughs) Yeah. As you talk about it, I remember, you know, we took, we took that drive up to Portland and we also did the drive, you know, to the lighthouse and then got to go get the lobster roll. So the whole trip itself, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to change that the whole trip itself was my number five experience because there was a lot of cool little points in there. It was amazing the stuff that we, when I think of being there three days. We did quite a bit. We did a lot, but there was a specific time for me that I wanted to mention. One was going to the Palace Diner, and I think it was the same day. We went to the Palace Diner. We got an amazing meal. Then we came back, 
and I took Hadley and I wanted to give Heather a little bit of a break. I think Wit was napping and I just took her and I said, I'm going to go for a walk on the beach. And I, I thought it would be like 20 minutes and I just started walking on the beach and I probably walked two miles down the beach and then two miles back. So we're, you know, this ended up an being hour. about an hour to an hour and a half where I took her out. I had her swaddled up on me in, in, the, Sally in, in the little Solly baby wrap. And I just walked with her and she slept the whole way. And I just kept looking down and it wasn't anyone really on the beach. A few people came up to me, you know, saw her, said, oh, she's so cute. But I just got to walk with our little girl um, sleeping on me for about an hour and a half up and down essentially a deserted beach. And I just remember thinking, yeah, like my travel has changed and what I am prioritizing has changed. And, you know, what I'm enjoying, like I'm glad it just allowed me one of the kind of going back to that point where I talked about in Alexander Park when I was just enjoying being with Wit at the at the playground. I am someone, as you mentioned, who always wants to go, go, go and wants to see things and always wants the next big best thing and have these crazy experiences. And so I've been very thankful that I have been able to feel so at peace during these what you would call small moments. You know, of course, we're traveling, but just being at peace and saying, I'm cool with walking up, like my day consisted of walking up and down a beach with a little kid sleeping on me. My day, most of my day consisted of being at a playground with our two-year-old. I was nervous and kind of worried that I wouldn't be able to enjoy those moments because I'd want more. And I, you know, looking back on our year, thankfully I uh, these are my top moments. So. Wow, that's incredible. You're being so vulnerable. That's really, really sweet. Well, I think that there's probably people out there, and I'm not doing it for this reason because I hadn't thought about this, but there are probably people out there, maybe maybe um, moms and dads, you know? I, I can relate to what dads feel pro- more, but who are thinking either I want to have kids, but I'm worried that, you know, it's going to cut into my travel life and it will change your life. But that's not to say that your experiences are any less or they have kids and they think I want to travel, but you know, I can't do all the amazing stuff I want to do, like go and camper van through New Zealand, like you and I want to do. And it's nice to know that that's okay. Like you are going to look back on your year and say, some of my top moments were things that are really important to me that from the outside perspective might not seem that amazing but to you they are and those are things that you remember very well said very well said and we do get a lot of messages and emails messages on instagram from people who are asking you know what's it like to travel with your kid or i'm i have a two-year-old and i'm pregnant and would you recommend we go to europe and how did you deal with this and how did you deal with that so you know it is challenging but you do get to have these super special moments where you know you're not at home so it's different and you can remember it as being a significant moment and a travel experience and it's things that you probably like i would not have gone to alexander park in victoria and hung out at the park if I didn't have kids, that would be creepy. <laughs> well, a that would bit. be very creepy. <laughs> and I, you know, would I have taken this walk on the beach? Yeah, I might have gone out for a walk, but I probably would have said I would have walked for 10, 15 minutes. But like, oh, I got to get back and do this, this, this. And here I thought, no, this is what I need to be doing. She's asleep. I need, you know, I don't want to bring her back and wake her up. So now I guess it, it, it presents opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um, which is pretty incredible because I think a lot of times we think, I think at least, oh, what is it taking away? What is it not allowing me to do? 
And it's pretty interesting to flip it and say, well, what is it allowing me to do that I wouldn't have done otherwise? Yeah. And that's special. That's special to have that little moment with your two month old because dads, you know, don't always get those moments. It's a lot of mom time. Well, that was an incredible number five. And now I feel like my number four is not as cool since Trav so oh, eloquently put how amazing his dad experiences were. But <laughs> my number four was our recent trip to Madeira Beach right outside of St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh my goodness, just the convenience of that condo. And because we went at the beginning of December, it was very affordable. It was about $100 a night, I think, to be on the beach. The condo was on the beach with a pool and a hot tub, and then there was the beach. And just having the convenience of it being there and watching the sunsets. Oh my goodness, it was just an incredible trip, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, we'll touch on this in just a few. Okay. Because um, I also have this trip to Madeira Beach on my list as well. Um, my number four, and this is, okay, so this is where it really got hard for me. Just anyone else <laughs> okay. who, right, when they make lists, four. it gets hard for them. Mm -hmm. This is where I actually switched around the numbering of these four multiple times and even as I'm looking at it right now still can't decide I'm I'm trying to decide should I switch it up again I'm just gonna stick with what I have for right now although but you would never know if I did switch up just so everyone knows these top four are all these top four very good experiences. yeah and they're very different for, and I'll get into why but they these are ones and I talked about not forgetting any of these memories but you know some fade I don't think any of these ones will, will fade. Like these for sure are burned okay. in my brain. My number four. Oh, I'm so curious. Is going to Oak Ridge, Oregon and to okay. our friend Vanessa's house. We did touch on this a little bit in our first part of this where we talked about our superlatives and one of my favorite accommodations of the year as us staying at our friend Vanessa's parents' house in Oak Ridge, Oregon. And we were there for three full days, three, three nights, like four days, three nights, I think. And... We did some really neat activities. So one, I just want to throw a few things I'll remember out there. One, she lives on this lake and we, me and her friends, our friend Steven and her swam across the lake. So everyone was like, oh, you're not going to swim across the lake. I'm like, yeah, I am. It's not, it, it's not that. It Trav wasn't that far. Trav loves swimming and, and you I love, love swimming. swimming across lakes. Yes. <laughs> you like having that goal. I just wanted to get to the other side. So I swam across this lake. They came with me. It was really fun. So just getting time on the lake in the middle of summer in a place I'd never been. And then on top of that, we also went out, uh, Stephen and I and um, Vanessa's stepdad, Bob, went out mountain biking. And so this was a cool experience because I was afraid to do it. I had never mountain mm -hmm. biked before. Uh, Bob's a big time mountain biker. He took us on really easy trails, but it was cool to A, get out and do something physical for like two, three hours, be in the woods, and especially neat to do something when you're afraid to do it and you've never done it and you want to challenge yourself and then you do, you have a sense of accomplishment. Maybe that's why I like going all the way across the lake. It's this end result, right? I'm on the other side. Of course, then I have to come back. Um, but I just, that will stick to me is like, man, you were afraid to mountain bike. You know, you went out, you did this, you had a, a way more fun time. And honestly, I might not, like, I wouldn't have done it on my own. I did it because Bob was like, oh, we should take you out. And Steve was like, I'll do it. And I said, all right, I will too. I wasn't going to be the one who was saying no to that. And that was just a really incredible experience for me to get to have because you got to conquer, a I got to conquer a little bit of a fear and do something that 
I mean, I would definitely do more of that to find something that you, you know, as, as a mid 30 year old person, as an adult, oftentimes we don't try new things. And so now I found something where A, I'd feel more comfortable doing it again. And B, I, I will probably seek it out. If I went on a trip and someone said, we're doing mountain biking day, I'd say, yeah, let's do it. So that was a great time. Yeah, that that was a, a very, very fun stay. And just thank you, Vanessa, for putting it together. We know and, you listen, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> and for having all of us out there it was a really fun experience to hang out and meet new people and spend that much time together. Because how often in life do you really get... I mean, we were there for three days, two nights, three days. I think it was three, three nights. Three even. nights, four days with new people, her friends that we had never met. Most of us had never met each other, got to cook meals together. Yeah, it was like a little, it was a retreat. Yeah, it was. And, you know, Vanessa is the ultimate, um, her and Trav both are really good at connecting with people and bringing cool people together. So that was a very awesome experience. And I'm really glad you got to enjoy doing those things. And, you know, I I was pregnant and 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 taking care of Wit. So I was, you were not, not, mountain I was not mountain biking. You but weren't. You weren't swimming across the lake. No, and the water was a little chilly for me, but um, it was a very, very fun, relaxing time. My number three is the moment you already mentioned, the drive, well, the day, not just the moment, but the entire day, driving from Lombarda down the Pajesic Peninsula to Dubrovnik. So I guess we can talk about that now. This is all in Croatia. This is all in Croatia. Number three. So that day, we woke up. You know, we had stayed at that beautiful Airbnb, the Dreamers Club. We wake up, we get in the car. It was raining. It was pouring rain. We drive to the peninsula and we stop at the winery. So first thing that happened, I just want to cut you off here to make sure that we had a successful ferry ride. So if you guys heard our biggest mishap of the year, getting to the island of Korchula, our car died on the ferry Uh and it was this whole big hubbub. So we had to get on another ferry. It was a much shorter ferry, but we were sitting there thinking, all right, like, let's just get off this island, like at least get to the peninsula, get to the mainland. And we got on the ferry and the car didn't die. It was fine. So just getting off, getting on a ferry ride and and knowing, all right, we're back on the mainland. We're not stranded on some island with a car that's not going to And we, we had gotten a new car that very morning. Yep. Um, thanks to our Airbnb host who sorted it all out for us. And then I forgot that this happened on the way to the ferry. You know, we timed it out where we have a few minutes to spare. I forgot and this too. And Trav gets pulled over for speeding. I completely forgot about I that com- until right now. It was so funny because it was a clear, clearly a speed trap. The police officer like just points Trav to pull into the the parking lot of a post office or something. And he comes over and he's like, okay, you are speeding and you can pay right now. And if you pay in cash, the ticket will only be half the price. It'll be he's half like, if you pay price. right now and in cash, the ticket will be half the price. So it was very clearly a speed trap. What wasn't clear was whether it was actually the police <laughs> or whether it was some a few dudes who like bought knockoff police outfits because it was a one lane road. So I couldn't go. So the guy runs out from behind a bush with a stop sign and points me into this driveway and comes up and is like, you were speeding and this and that. His English was good. It was okay. And if you pay now in cash, it's half the price. So I 
don't know if we <laughs> if we paid a bribe. I like to believe that it wasn't the police and it was just some I'm sure really enterprising entrepreneurs <laughs> who are like, I'm going to make money and pull people over because they can't get around us and uh, I'm going to take their money. So, yeah, so we got we did that and we still made the ferry on time. We did. But so I did. For, I completely forgot. That was a very funny that moment. Was the beginning of the day. It was a very funny moment. And, you know, so we, we did pay on the spot the half price ticket. And then we got on the ferry. Like, 50 US dollars yeah. or something. And I gave the guy attitude and people in the back, my mom and Heather were like, don't give him attitude. He might throw you in creation jail. And I was like, well, you're probably right, but I'm pissed off right now. Yeah, chat was pretty pissed. Anyway, we got on the ferry and despite our start to the morning, you know, we, we drove down the peninsula, which was beautiful. And we passed through some cool towns and then we get to the winery um, that we Matuska. talked about, Matuska with some of the best wine that we've had all year. And then we found this little archway, you know, like an underpass, a tunnel underpass. And and we go through it. And on the other side is the ocean. And there's a very skinny, skinny road. And it is a paved road, but it is tiny. Like, you can't fit two cars on it. And not paved like you're well, imagining yeah. beautiful asphalt with a yeah, line down was, the middle. It was... It was not dirt. No. But it was as close to dirt as a somewhat paved road. And could like be. I said, if another if you met another car, it wasn't one way. If you met another car, it'd be tricky. It'd be hairy to get two cars on the yeah, road you have because the, the other side on the one side and you have the drop off into the ocean off the cliff on the other side. Right. Which is one of the reasons I love Croatia so much is because of its gorgeous dramatic coastline. So you're just driving through the coast and there's like wineries on one side and a couple farmhouses on the other side in the ocean and we get down into this little teeny tiny of Trestanik where our friend Nick told us to go to the one seafood restaurant that starts with a V. With a V. He said and he goes go to the port and go to the one restaurant that starts with a V and I remember saying well what if we you know, like we didn't know how big this town was. Sure. I'm like, well, what if there's multiple ones? He goes, no, there won't be. Like he obviously been there. Just go to the port. There's a restaurant there with a V. The town is tiny. There's probably five shops. So you find the one with a V. It's called Vitace. And he said, order the seafood sampler for four. And so we found the place with the V. We went up. We ordered the seafood sampler the four, for four. Or Well, we had three people. So we ordered it for three or whatever. Um, and... If you've listened to our Best Meals podcast, that was one of our best. We won't spoil it and tell you if it was number one or not, but it was very high on the list and just uh, incredible meal. So, so good. And, and even though, yeah, itself. even though it was a super rainy day, sometimes I feel like rainy coast days are just in and of themselves something beautiful because it's stormy and those things happen when you're on the, when you get storms everywhere of course but on the coast there's something romantic about a stormy day and just like driving through and seeing the scenery it was beautiful and we sat there and we ate our lunch and the rain was pouring down and it felt really cozy and intimate and then we continued on down to Dubrovnik and I just love Dubrovnik and I love Croatia so this day was pretty special. Yeah, we get into Dubrovnik and it's coming into the at, like late afternoon, early evening. We can't find the house because it's back some crazy street so we're literally looping around the city of Dubrovnik which is beautiful but we did it about five times. Yeah. We finally figure out where to go. And so that was funny. You know, there's four adults and a kid in the car and everyone's like, I don't know where, you know, so you're trying to find. It's funny when you get lost 
as long as you en- end up finding out where you want to go usually. And so we did and we get in, we get to the apartment. The view from the apartment was the best view we've had all year. Stunning. Uh, from this, what is called on Airbnb, amazing view apartment in Dubrovnik. <laughs> it was. So we're, we get there and we see these incredible wall of windows that's looking down on Dubrovnik. So, you know, the drive was pretty long. So it was a long day. So to get there and have that view was incredible. And then we uh, we go to the store. We get some pizza. I think we had an awesome charcuterie dinner or maybe that was the next day. But either way, to end up in Dubrovnik that night with those views. Yeah, I mean, what more do you want out of a day? A fun drive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a mishap getting pulled over, which ended up not being that bad or that costly. A fun drive, one of the best meals we've ever had, and it ends up in an apartment with the best, one of the best views we've ever had. That's a pretty good day. Yeah, it is. Which I would now, take that again anytime. Yeah, my number three. Uh, we're going from the beaches of Dubrovnik to the mountains of Colorado, and you were not here for this day, so I know it won't be on your list. So I know this one's safe for me as far as being on your list. But this was I went on a trip, a guy's trip that we've been doing for a couple of years now to Vail, Colorado, where we take a, a week ski trip. And this was the last day of that trip. And so we knew we were going to drive home to Boulder that night. And so two of the four guys decided not to go out and ski that morning. They were tired and it dumped 17 inches of powder. And I had never skied on powder before. And I thought, I can't, again, this comes back to like being scared to do stuff. I mean, I like, well, my buddies, my one buddy who I usually ski with, because the two other guys are pretty good. So Matt is better than me, but he'll hang with me and, you know, he's fine doing the stuff I'm doing. And he wasn't going to go out. So I thought, oh my gosh, I've never skied on powder. I have no idea what it is. It is dumping snow, dumping snow. I can't give up this opportunity. I'm going to go out and try it. And I was a little nervous. I mean, I went and Try to find a green hill for my first run. And uh, one thing I should recommend if you've never skied paddle, like don't find a not steep hill because you can't really go. So I found this green hill. Yeah. And it was too hard. No, it was too eat. Like it, there was so much snow. I couldn't really get right, down. That's what it. I mean. Right. It wasn't hard, like difficulty wise. Yeah. It was I just was almost the, stranded on it because yeah. no one else was coming down the green because everyone else knew to go down the steeper stuff because okay. you don't get much momentum. So I'm like, dude, what are you doing? How are you even going to get down to the bottom? <laughs> You've never told me this part before. I was like cutting. I was the only one on this trail for the most part. So I'm I'm like in knee deep snow trying to get yeah, enough momentum. I guess momentum. you would think like you're scared to go down the harder slopes, well, I, but actually that's what you need to do. Yeah. Because I, all that snow. I had holds originally you back. planned to go to this blue hill that I knew was one of my favorite ones. And when I got there, no joke, the, there was mounds because people have been skiing it. So there are mounds that were like up to my shoulders, get almost out. like moguls because people had been cutting pass through and it was pretty fresh. It was, it was dumping then. So I thought, Later, I knew, wait, that's not that bad because you can kind of just go through this stuff. But then I was like, I can't go down there. I'm going to kill myself. So I, I had to go to an easier, what I thought would be easier. So I go down and I'm like, what am I going to do? Should I just call it quits? And I thought, no, all right, go somewhere, you know, get back on the lift. You couldn't see anything. I mean, it was a blizzard. It was incredible. And so I went down another trail and I thought, okay, this is pretty hard. And I was just wiping out left and right because I was trying to ski the way that I normally skied, which you can't really do in powder. You can't really turn that tight because you're just going to hit powder and fall over. You have to get some speed up and, and, and kind of try to bomb down the hill. And so it was just, 
it was crazy because then I, I started to learn that. And But what was really neat was then I did meet up with my one buddy, Sean, who was out there, and he gave me some advice. And he's like, listen, I'll go down with you. I'll follow you. Like, stay to the side where there's the most powder and just go down and just be light on your feet and bounce in your, in your ski boots and just go down and just glide and trust it. Like, you don't have to turn much. Just go. I'm like, whatever Sean says, I'll do. And we did it. <laughs> whatever and, Sean says, I'll do. <laughs> well, and we did it. And I was like, whoa, once I got the feel of it, it was a completely different way of skiing. And I was gliding and I thought, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah, so this is what people talk about. This is exactly what they talk about, skiing powder. But I didn't know that. I was like, why does everyone like this? This is so hard. And we did maybe three or four runs and I bit it a bunch, but it was fun because you're falling into huge snow banks, you know, like two feet snow banks mm -hmm. and um, just an incredible day. So we only did about maybe from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., but it was, you know, our legs were shaking and it was the best day by far I've ever had skiing. And Sean, who skied a ton, said, listen, that was the, those are the best conditions I've ever been in. And he skied all over the world. He said, this is my favorite day of skiing I've ever yeah, done. That's so, incredible. Yeah, for people who are not exceptional skiers, I mean, we don't get the opportunity to ski that often. I haven't skied in years because I spent too much time being pregnant. But Trav's been going consistently every year, but that's intimidating. Like Vail itself, I've skied at Vail. It's an intimidating mountain. There are so many trails and there are so many expert skiers there. And you don't want to get lost. No. Like, if you don't know the mountain, you, you could end up going down this one way where it's only really hard stuff which you know you get down fine even you take your skis off and walk down if you had to but you don't want no that. no no well anyway that's so, incredible good for you yeah um it was an incredible time and then to finish off that day i mean that was by far the best part of the day because we came in and we just i was so happy that i had pushed past a little bit of that nervous not a little bit a big nervousness a big fear and just gone and done it because it was the best day of skiing i had but then we got, Matt and I were then heading back to Boulder, got stuck in a snowstorm on the way back, went to a brewery, had to wait it out there. <laughs> they reopened the uh, highway. We went and got pizza in Idaho Springs, this tiny little Colorado town. So then you're just having this quintessential Colorado snowstorm experience of like getting stuck and having to wait till the highway opens up. And then we ended up in Boulder late that night. So it was a great, great I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous of that whole guy's trip situation. I think I need to be planning a girl's trip. Sometime soon here. That sounds awesome. My number two is not anywhere near snow. <laughs> it is again back in Croatia for one of the sunny days that we had on our trip. So we've mentioned in some of the other year in review podcasts that we went to Croatia the first two weeks of May. And usually this is a beautiful time in Croatia. However, this particular year they were getting a lot of rain, which is kind of unseasonal for them. The day that we were in Dubrovnik, we were in Dubrovnik a few days and while we were there, it was very sunny. So this was kind of our first like really great day. It The sun was shining. It was getting to be a little bit warmer. We walked around Dubrovnik and the reason it was so special is because Trav and I have been there before, but we were there with Trav's parents and with Wit and none of them have been there. So showing them around this beautiful city was just really exciting for me because Dubrovnik is gorgeous. It's this old walled medieval city and just wandering in the if alleys. You've never seen, if you have seen Game of Thrones and you, ha and you don't, haven't been to Dubrovnik, it is where they... It's where King's Landing was filmed. Like, it's it's that. Right. So you place. feel like you're just in a different era. You know, it's just gorgeous. And the part that I loved the most is getting drinks 
on the cliff at Boozabar. Now, Boozabar is a funny little spot. And like, if you look it up, um, there's this one right up online that says that it's one of the most beautiful bars in Dubrovnik, which it is because it's literally, you have to go through the old medieval wall and come out the other side. And it's just this patio amongst all these huge rocks, like literally on the cliff. So you're just looking out on the Adriatic Sea as far as the eye can see. And, and it's, it's, gorgeous but it's kind of a hole in the wall and people say that it's kind of where visitors become like locals and that is a little bit how i felt there because really so like i am surprised that i feel like it would be mostly visitors because the drinks are like six dollars and they're not good six dollars yeah they're not good and they're like six bucks for a beer whereas you could get beers for like two or three bucks other but places. But people are just chill and they're yeah. hanging out and they're enjoying the scenery and the staff is really nice there. The only place to use the restroom is like an outhouse. It's basically a on hole the the, on the edge yeah. of the cliff and it was really gross. But, you know, I had to use it because we've been walking around. And but I'm, despite that, Booza Bar gets that, I mean, it's high. a hole in the wall, but you like sit... Leg- yeah, legitimately a well, hole Well, yeah, but it's also not that nice. But... You just sit there and you enjoy your time. And, you know, I got a great picture of Wit and me there. And, you know, everybody was, oh, Wit's so cute. And he was like running around. But it was also a little bit crazy because I didn't want him to fall off the cliff. Right, right. <laughs> so Obviously, we had to keep a really kind of close. Goes without saying. Yeah, we had to keep a really close eye on him. But I don't know, just sitting there with your parents and enjoying that gorgeous view and then like wandering around all of the little pedestrian alleys of the old city Dubrovnik was a great day. Dubrovnik is an amazing place. I actually think the day that I enjoyed there more, I didn't even, this didn't make my experiences because I kind of forgot about, was going to the old abandoned hotels that are down the road from Dubrovnik and sitting on the beach with my parents there, uh, which was the next day. Because, uh, you know, I love, the old abandoned hotels outside of Dubrovnik are one of my most favorite places in the world like it's just unlike anywhere else i've been and so we went to them and there's a beach there and we just hung out with my parents on the beach that day too which was pretty cool um that was fun all right my number two is also staying in somewhere that's sunny and warm and nice and that is mexico and so we put together a retreat uh, for our location indie community members in Mexico in a town called Carretero, which is not on, anywhere near the beach in Mexico. But our buddy Ray helped us plan this because he lives there. And so we put together this whole retreat and it was fantastic. Like anytime you're putting together something and you're getting 30, 40 people together, heck, even if you're getting 10 people together, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. And, you know, people were coming from all over the world for this retreat, which was cool. So, Every day of the retreat was awesome. We talked about in our Best Meals episode the opening party and stuff like that. So people were there for the retreat itself was three days, but people came early and stayed late and all that kind of stuff. But specifically for me, the very last day of the retreat, it was a Sunday. And I absolutely loved this day because we had spent two days you know, this was a business reach. Half the day we did business and half the day we did fun stuff. So for two days, people had been like, getting in small groups and working through their business ideas. And, you know, we were asking really hard questions and they were diving really deep into their business. And then on the last day, we hung out. We had this amazing 
Airbnb and we had a huge roof deck there. And so we brought everyone up on the roof deck, you know, all 35 to 40 people. And we just went around in a circle and everyone kind of gave their biggest takeaway or, or committed to doing something, right? We said like, all right, you've talked about this kind of stuff for two days in your business. Like, what is the big decision that you want to come away and do because of this? And, uh, you know, everyone, all 35 to 40 people gave something and it was just it was a it was a magical experience to be sitting up there in an open air roof deck. You know, one of the guys I love, uh, Isaac, committed to. He said, "I want to move down to Mexico. I live in California. I moved down to Mexico, and I want to do it by my birthday." And so this was in February. His birthday was in July, and sure enough, in June he had already moved down. So like people were making really big life decisions based on working through some stuff for the past couple of days in a work in workshops that Jason and I and some other people facilitated. And so it just to feel that bond with people and to have that experience, especially in such a gorgeous setting when you're on a roof deck overlooking this really old uh, colonial city. Yeah, it's just something. I'll yeah, take that's with me hard forever. to beat. That is a very good one. That's amazing. Well, my number one, we are finally here at the number one, and I have no idea what yours is. I have oh. no idea what yours is either. Well, actually, I guess maybe you did allude to it. So I, I alluded do, to mine. I do know what yours is, but mine is. Not actually a travel experience. This is a life experience. And I have to put it on here. And Chad just rolled his eyes because I think I, he now knows what it is. I'm not rolling my eyes in a bad way. I'm no, just, no, no, no. Like you didn't like, roll your eyes, sure. but you were like recognition of I what I should it have is. realized yes. that this would be your number one. So my number one, finding out that we were having a girl, I was super excited. And then yes, subsequently... <laughs> Her entrance into this world. So we found out we were having a girl, um, Hadley, back in, we found out the gender in April. And I was very excited because, you know, we have a boy, we have Whitaker and we love him. And I would have been super happy to have another boy because then I'd have my crew of boys and that would be fun in, in and of itself. But then I found out and I thought we were going to have a boy. Then I found out we were having a girl. And I was just so excited because, I mean, of course, it's nice to have one of each. And I'm a girl. I would love to dress her in little girl clothes and all that stuff. I was just so excited to have that bond, you know, as a mother and a daughter. So we found out that that was like a huge highlight. Well, then, you know, we go through the whole pregnancy. And two days before her due date, she decides to enter the world in literally 30 minutes. So if you've listened to some of our other podcasts, we talk about this whole experience and how Hadley just came so quickly that we couldn't even make it to the hospital. We literally had her unplanned at home in our bathroom, which is very small. Very small. <laughs> very, very small. And then, you know, had a whole bunch of medics come in to our house, into our narrow hallway, into our small bathroom to help us um, finish up the delivery and, and get to the hospital. So, the whole experience was just incredible. And obviously, we will both remember it for our entire life. So it has to be my number one most memorable experience of yeah. 2019. I mean, I guess if we're talking most memorable, and I had and it listed best. as best. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, but yes, most memorable, if you were saying... Yeah, that memory will be with us well, forever. And, and and the best. It's also my best memory because it's an exciting story. And those of you out there who have given birth, a 30-minute birth is ideal. As long as everything is safe and the baby turns out, you know, healthy and, and well, which was the case for us. I mean, 30 minutes, heck yes. I could do that again. Hey, let's <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves here. Um 
All right. You can do it again. We're not saying you will do it again. Right. I'm just saying it was yeah. also memorable, the, but also the best yeah. way for me. I mean, I mean, you're not unscripted, unplanned. Probably not going to happen again where we have our kid at our house at 3.30 no. in the morning no. um, by accident. So, <laughs> yes, Hadley, your entrance into this world was the most memorable experience of 2019. I have a different thing as my number one because I knew you'd have that. And obviously, that's the best experience. I was trying. I'm glad you brought it up. I was keeping it to like a little more of the travel-based stuff. My number one, which you talked about earlier, I don't know which number this was for you. Um, but renting four. Okay, renting a place in Madeira Beach. We did this for 10 days. And so the, when I tried to make this list, Hath, and I told you I was struggling with my top four, for whatever reason, when I think of this experience, I have the most nostalgia, like almost instant nostalgia. Okay. I actually had this feeling when I was there, I was getting a little... I don't want to say sad because sad isn't the right word. I was very excited about the time that we had there. But as our time was coming to an end in Florida, I felt like this was just an impactful trip for me. Like I was sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this has had for some reason an outsized effect on mm -hmm. me. Was this December 2019 trip down to Madeira Beach, Florida? And you know what? It in my head, it it the way I was feeling, and I'm not maybe not doing a great job describing this, but the best way I can do it is when you know something a a part of your life is ending. Let's say you graduate from college or your last day at a job or mm -hmm. something like that. A big thing that's happening, you get that feeling where you you're glad that it, it's it's happened and you've had a good time but you just know that a chapter is ending for some reason. That's how I felt when this yeah. trip was ending. And I d it was only a <laughs> nine or 10 day trip to a place in Florida that we could come back to. But for whatever reason, it had such a big impact on me. And, and I don't know if that's because growing up, I spent a lot of time in Florida with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's you know, we, that was the first trip. Maybe this is why now that I'm thinking out loud, it was the first trip that we ever took with our daughter that we flew to. Part of it was that my mom had spent some time there and we got to spend some really good quality time with her. I, I, I met a college friend that I hadn't seen in 15 years. I had it's him a come. lot of stuff encapsulated in this one trip. Yeah. And, and a lot of emotions, positive emotions was an amazing trip. We had that place on the beach mm -hmm. with the sunset. And it was just maybe also I was thinking this is a new chapter of my life of travel. Maybe this is the thing that we've said we wanted to go slower and we have some in 2019. Maybe that was coming into me saying, this is the end of 2019. We took a, a slower trip. I mean, yes, it was only nine, 10 days, but you know, we didn't do too much while we were there. I don't know. But all I know is we had an incredible time being on the beach. Something about being at the beach and being able to see the beach from your window you know, has a special effect on me, I think on most people. But you and I have talked about this. We like the beach and the water more than probably most people, you know, we just cherish it, it, that. It does have like just a calming, there's a, probably a word for it that you can just see the the water, whether it's a lake or an ocean and hear it. And all of these things are just creating these positive emotions in you yeah. that just invigorate you and just make you so happy. <laughs> I, I almost, I was telling Heather the last day we were there, 
I almost like broke down, not broke down into like sobbing, but yeah. I was getting you were emotional, m- yeah. emotional and misty eyed and nostalgic for a trip that I was still on in the moment. And that doesn't happen. So for whatever reason, I felt about that trip that way more than any other trip. And um, that's why it had to be number one, because it the emotions that were coming from that trip, even when I think about it now are the deepest emotions. Wow, and you ha- you have gone through like a mindset shift almost, and I'm talking about all these like deep emotional experiences for your year. It seemed quite transformative now looking back on it, I guess. It was just a condo, a two-bedroom <laughs> condo in Madeira Beach, but it had a big impact on me. And again, I think some of that was, you know, three generations in one place. My mm-hmm. mom spent a lot of time and just getting to see her with the kids and you know having the new daughter and having her on a trip and it was just a really pleasant time so i just for me that was my number one best experience of 2019 was that entire trip down to madera beach and who knows maybe that means that we'll be buying a place maybe down in florida. Maybe, maybe we, we certainly to. do love florida and um we love philadelphia too but there's no beach here philadelphia <laughs> doesn't have the beach and it doesn't have those sunsets no, over the doesn't. gulf so. no it doesn't Thank you, guys. Um, those are our top experiences. They really run the gamut from like New All Year's Eve weddings place. in New Jersey to to Florida to Croatia to times at a random park in Victoria, Canada. <laughs> um, but those were our top 10 experiences each, our top 20 experiences overall in 2019. We'd love to hear yours. What was your number one experience? Reach out to us on Instagram. Um, that is, we just have really, 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 truly enjoyed um, the interaction that we've been able to have over the last year in 2019, we've made a lot bigger effort to connect with people on Instagram. So please reach out to us there. It's it's definitely does not go unnoticed. The people who are commenting and, and enjoying and telling us how much they like it and also giving us tips and tricks and interacting with us there. Yeah. And, you know, as we said, we will travel for experiences and for food. So if you have a high recommendation, we will most likely get to it at some point. Maybe if it's not this year, it could be the next year. It could be mentioned on the podcast, just like the sweet cream ice cream up in Biddeford, Maine and some other places as well. But we just love recording these podcasts as a way to reflect on our year and to also inspire all of you to do the same thing, to get out there and to travel or to even have experiences close to home that you love and that you enjoy. Yeah. So there you have it. That is our last part of our eight part year in review series for 2019. If you liked it, please let us know, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or however you're listening to it, that really helps. And if you haven't listened to all of the eight parts of this year in review, you've got more stuff for year. We always, people, the one recommendation people always give us, the biggest recommendation we talk about podcast listeners, like what do you want us to do with the podcast? They say, make more podcasts. (laughs) So we're, you know, we don't have any big announcements for that. It's going to stay a weekly show for now. But um, we did do, we are putting some of these out a little quicker because we know you like them. And some of them are a little shorter, not this one. But uh, we do have eight parts. So part one was travel superlatives. Part two is travel stats. Part three was best meals. Part four is best coffee. Part five was best wine. Part six was best beer. Part seven was best desserts. And then, of course, this one was best experiences. So you can go binge listen to all those if you haven't caught up on them. And just want to say thank you guys so much. Leave a review and rating if you liked it. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris
only U.S. flag that has different designs on the front and the back is Oregon, which has a crest from the state seal on the front and a gold figure of a beaver on the back. Now you know. <laughs>